Hey everybody, this is Dave. What you're about to hear is part two of We Build Down, which is a first iteration of a game that I created that is about dwarven heroes trying to save their underground city. It's available to all of our $5 and up patrons, so if you're interested in getting it or looking at any of our other Patreon bonuses, go to patreon.com forward slash fandible. With that in mind, we would like to thank the following Patreon donors. Loka Centaurus, Leona Coffin, Andrew Hinkies, Kevin Lovecraft, Thomas Seymour Turner, Nick Morgan, Joffrey Voss, Night Spider, Ken Doyle, and Rochelle Jackson. Thanks for being the foundation of our underground metropolis. Okay, David. Um, my uh, character, Bron Talk, uh, he dove in pretty much uh, immediately after uh, Jesus's character. You say that we see us, him being dragged off by something, uh, some sort of webbing around him? Yes, Vancor was pulled through the crevice in the stone unceremoniously uh, and was dragged off into the distance in front of you, there is a great chasm uh, that would be impossible to traverse the period, not just as a dwarf, but at all. But bridging this massive drop into inky black darkness, there is a entire field, if you will, or massive bridge of webbing. And just above that webbing, uh, there is more darkness than very far into the distance. You can see another cliff face where you could ideally reach to. And then high, high above you, you can see uh, that there is uh, carven stone that it seems to be, um, at first, the area seems to have been naturally uh, grooved out by years of water, uh, but you briefly catch glimpses of rune uh rune and engraving at the very very top amidst all of the stalactites but that is not necessarily the most pressing issue because as it stands van gore is being wrenched away into the darkness by a long thread of massive webbing yes and what i want to ask and what i want to ask is i have a throwing axe that will not rest until it's struck its target could i use that throwing axe right now to chuck it trying to cut that webbing uh, in half in order to let him to escape. Uh, yes, you absolutely could. That would uh, simply be a, uh, that would simply be a, uh, not passion roll, a uh, suffering roll. Not a problem. Uh, I forgot I have to bring up my dice roller again. Here it is. And my suffering is five. Yes. And that's five D6s, right? Mm-hmm. Number of dice, five. Now, this particular item is allowing you to make the roll, but any of you could ask to do something similar. The item itself has a different um, has a different foundation to it within the game. Any of you could say, I pick up a rock, I throw a spear, I throw a knife, things like that. All right. So I did get a pair. I got fours. So I got two okay. fours. All right. So you launch the, you launch the axe and it falls pretty far short of uh, the quickly disappearing into the inky 
uh, Aether um, uh, Vangor Fangrim. And it falls down and through one of the holes in the uh, in the webbing unceremoniously. And there is a moment where Azusa's character is still being dragged off and just behind him, up through that same webbing, comes the axe and cuts the cuts the rope that is dragging him away, the 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 fibrous uh, spider's silk. And he lands on his back on the uh, on the, uh, uh, the the webbing uh, uh, tapestry, and the axe lands next to him, and then there, as he bounces there, there is a jingle, a jingle of many countless bells that echo into the cavern itself. This is going to go well. This is definitely going to go well. And I need everyone to make a remembrance roll. Question, is it one's it's rounded up still, or down? It's still rounded up. So okay. Rounded up. okay. Yeah. That I'm Not fine, changing. but I have no successes, so I would like three Saga dice, please. Okay, three Saga dice for Jesus. Okay. Saga! <laughs> saga! And I have a match. All right. Uh, Brontok got two sixes. All right, great. Brontuck, you, you, uh, all right. And last but not least, uh, Merkit Magato. Uh, I got uh, Magma, Magmato, actually. And uh, I got oh, Magmato. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I wrote it out and everything. Uh, on six dice, I got one success, two fives. <laughs> two fives. All right. And actually, I've got no successes, but I don't think that Saga dice would help me here. All right. Give me one second. I can't see anyone because there we go. Because you sneezed and mm-hmm. now everything's broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, he did it everything's, again. everything's cracking. Oh god! Oh god! All right, so Jesus, you succeeded, but you took three, uh, three uh, saga dice. Uh, Brontok, you succeeded, and uh, Murgod, you also succeeded. However, Lilleni, you did not, and. So, for Murgod, Brontok, and uh, Vangor, all people who succeeded, the echo of this high-pitched ringing, which is somewhere between haunting and rather pleasant, which is somewhat like uh, the Doppler effect as a ice cream truck rolls by, at one moment very soothing and familiar, and at a next moment somewhat off-kilter and haunting. And it seems to infect your ears. It makes you stagger on your feet, except for you, Vangor, who has a different problem because you're you're not dizzy because you can't move and we'll get to you. And for uh, Brontok and Murgad, you have the distinct sensation that there is something just outside of your field of vision in the fleeting corners. And you think you hear a familiar voice in the very distance singing and smell a familiar scent of perhaps a food or a certain kind of craft. But that's all that lingers. Leleni, you are sure in a dreamlike way that your parents are asking you to help them 
out in the darkness amongst all of the web. And you are alone. And you know that this, this, this trial that you were sent on, Brontak, Murgod, and Vangor were never there at the church. You yourself were tasked with retrieving your own family. You yourself were tasked with getting here by yourself, which you did. You yourself are tasked with making your family whole again. And I need to to go off and and find my family. I mean, I hear my parents calling. I have to I have to go get them. I'm going to walk straight into the darkness. Murgod, Brontok. So you see two things. One, Vangor, by the way, you cannot move. Uh, you are stuck to the uh, you are stuck to the the viscous uh, stuff that covers the webbing. Bront, uh, and Murgod. When you look off to your left and right, wondering what that sound, smell, or memory is, you see Lilenny step off and unaffected by the webbing of the, unaffected by the stickiness of the webbing, walks, Jesus-like, out into the darkness. And Van Gore, you are stuck. That's uh, pleasant. Uh, even though I'm being comfortably swaddled inside of this spider web, I would like to try to use my axe, like try to reach my axe to cut myself out. All right. Uh, that is going to be a suffering roll. I am down. In fact, that's going to be a downward roll because it is, not in, it is not in question whether or not you have the strength, but it is in question whether or not you know what you're doing. And that's always a question. And what's the downward roll mean? Sorry, a downward is uh, the stat for navigating the complexities and horrors. Oh, downward. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No problem. Uh, thank, f- thank God it's rounded up because I got two ones, but it's a five roll for me. So uh, I succeed. Okay. I'm going to need you to roll uh, two doom dice, please. I hate you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, okay, so thanks. I got a two and a six on the doom dice, but I got four and fives on my regular dice, so nothing cancels out. I'm good. Okay, so what did you get entire? Read me your good roll and then read me your doom die roll. I got two fours, a five, and two ones. And on my doom dice, I got a six and a two. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah, so uh, there, is the, there is the harrowing possibility that for a moment, your strength is actually too much of a boon to you at this moment as you slice through one of the webbings and find yourself dangling over the precipice. Too swole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too many push-ups, just like I told all those guys in video games. Um, uh, yeah, so, but you manage to grab onto yourself as you stare down this yawning abyss and pull yourself up. As you are dangling there, Vangor, you pull yourself up and you feel something heavy touch down in the darkness that you were on just the edge of uh, your on just the edge of the uh, of the torchlights of your of your compatriots. Brontok and Murgod, you see that Vangor almost took a dive, and that Leleni has disappeared into the darkness. Brontok is going to look towards uh, um, Murgad. And he's going to point towards where Leleni went. And then he's going to slap his chest and then point towards where Vanguard is hanging on. Um, as if to say, 
go after her. I'll go after Vanguard. Fair enough. Because uh, your girth, I'm worried about your girth on this uh, webbing. <laughs> I mean, fair. And yeah, and Brontok's going to take off running to start climbing the web to try to get to where Vanguard is hanging. Yep, Murgot is, is, is wandering after Lenny, calling out her. All right, so Murgot and Brontok, I'm going to need downward rolls as you as you try to follow your uh, your respective friends and help them. That is a total fail, but you know what? I have not yet asked for any uh, saga dice, so I'll take three. Okay, take some saga dice. All right. So, do the saga dice any results uh, if yes. they match the previous roll? Also, the, mm -hmm. it, it, okay. Mm -hmm. So I leave those three rolls. Roll another three, and that's much better. That's a two fives, two sixes, a three, and a two. Nice. I cool. got. Awesome. I have. Um, uh, two threes and two fours. Two threes and two fours. Okay, great. Yep. Saga. I'm sorry. Downward is your stat, Bronto. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Six, yes. All right. And so, uh, so Murgat, uh, things are dicey as you chase after Lilleni yes. for uh, for a moment, but uh, you you manage to find your footing and you realize that there is a pattern to the webbing that you run on and you manage to catch up to Lilleni regardless of your significant girth, which by the way, you know, it's dwarves build a lot of things, but CrossFit gyms aren't mm -hmm. one of them. So <laughs> it's not your fault that, <laughs> that your best friend is also the greatest baker your city has ever known. Uh, and and uh, Brontok, you have no problem. You take one look at that webbing and it will be a cold day in hell when this is what kills you here in, the, here in these caverns. And you uh, scamper, skitter, jaunt towards uh, Vangor Fangrim. And Vangor is, uh, is still wobbling, but you catch him, uh, hold on to his arm and stop, uh, and stop there. And you, the two of you feel that the web itself, again, bends with something heavy off in the distance. Something off in the distance where Lilleni went. Murgat. Yes. Actually, no. Lilleni. Yes. You can see your parents off in the distance. Uh, they, are, uh, they are wrapped up, cocooned almost up to the neck in webbing, but they don't seem harmed. They seem, uh, they seem starved. They seem oh, no. like they haven't had anything to eat or drink in quite some time. They are gaunt, but, but they are very much there and they are crying out for you. And as you approach, they're seated side by side towards you. And as you get closer, you notice that, uh, that the, the light from the area of which you did not question, most likely the lichen from, uh, the, from uh, the, the, the stone itself, or perhaps you have a torch, it's really, again, dreamlike in its quality mm -hmm. and its logic. There's light, it's fine. Exactly starts to become a bit more red in its hue. And the area around you starts to shine. The air itself in the distance starts to shine as if there was a fog there, but the fog was of glass. And as you move forward, Lilleni, uh, you see that the red, the red hue starts to illuminate your parents brighter and brighter. And as you 
come closer to them. Try to move faster even. Mm -hmm. You realize that their faces, their facial features um, start to start to become blurry and morph a bit into one another and then take on a, an amalgam of each other until they are identical. And their bodies also morph so that they are identical. And as you get closer, you smell this very, uh, this very foul uh, kind of musky scent. And it is earthen and it smells a little bit like the beasts that the city used to have some time ago before they needed to be consumed for a famine. And as you get upon, as you come upon your parents, uh, the mist that you see in front of you actually stings your nostrils and hits your face and your eyes. And as you open, you realize that you are not looking at your parents, but instead it seems to be two red bulbous stones. Murgod. Yeah. She has run full force towards the face of a massive black widow spider whose orb-like eyes are staring at her as it stays perfectly and terrifyingly still with only the briefest instance of one of its long legs plucking at the strings of the web and she seems to go towards that sound over and over. Okay, yeah, so uh, fighting the thing face-to-face is just, I mean, I don't think it believes in God, is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> uh, but the... Uh, Leleni, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Leleni, uh, please give me a, a downward uh, a downward roll. So for my downward roll, I actually got three of a kind. Oh, good for you. I don't know if that does anything. I feel like it should. I feel like it should too, but life is unfair. <laughs> I'm kidding. I hate that answer when people say that in role-playing games. Mm. Um, just, uh, nope, a uh, single success is all you need as you stop and realize that you are, you don't, in a blessed moment of ignorance, your brain buffers the horror that you are staring <laughs> at and simply says, these are two stones, they are bad, and, and everywhere is bad and you should get away from the bad things. So I, I will, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll get away from the bad things. Declaration of intent, go, yeah. go so backwards. You, so you stop for a second and uh, briefly glimpse exactly how much danger you are on and then do kind of a backwards tumble and break into a sprint going the other way. Murgod. I'm As here to you, rescue you. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna need a passion roll from you. All right, let's see what my passion's like. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. because you were you were dedicated to getting your friend. Oh yeah. And now, in the face of this, we need to see how dedicated you are to this uh, to this camaraderie, to doing a selfless act. I suspect maybe very dedicated to survive. Uh, oh no, no, there we go. We got one success, two fours, and then a five, a one, and a two. Five and a one and a two. All right. I need you to roll two doom, doom dice for me, please. All right. Can do. Let's see. Okay, my computer's so psyched it has internet again. It's running all of the ads all of a sudden. So I got two Doom Dice. I rolled a one and a three. So I've got a pair of ones, a pair of fours, then a three, a two, and a five. Okay, cool. So you still succeeded. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, you see in front of you this creature, and you see that Leleni has discovered 
perhaps uh, uh, investigation is not worth uh, not worth what you guys are there to do. Uh, and you both break into a sprint away. Brontok and Vangor, you see one of the massive legs of this creature arch out from the darkness as your friends run from the gloom and start to pick at the webbing that you all are standing on and it snaps like a cable under high tension and begins to uh, destroy the very fabric of the bridge that you are on. And uh, Can Brontok try to grab his mm-hmm. uh, axe that yes. he had thrown it earlier? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You do. Okay. Um, and you see in front of you uh, about a 200 yard dash you see the other end of the cliffs that you are aiming for and to your left roughly in the center in between that but not directly blocking your way is whatever is attached to that enormous leg Leleni and Murgad you know exactly what's attached to that enormous leg wish I did not Hmm. I'm I'm still not I'm still not positive I know it's something bad Mm -hmm. We don't need to get into any more specifics. Just, just don't touch that. Yeah, you do with you do with booze all day, every day. You are very well versed in this idea of you know, uh, uh, just like you know, structuring out how much you want to understand about a certain situation mm-hmm. to function. Yeah. yeah, perfect. I am going to go ahead and try to point the black hummingbird at the leg to try to slow it down. Just stab it to make it temporarily stop. Okay, pulling apart the bridge. That's- that is going to be due to the fact that you are using uh, the hummingbird. Um, that is going to be, um, as you're using the, uh, the hummingbird, and that is an old piece of technology, you are going to be using remembrance. Oh boy, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, that is no matches. Okay. I will take one more saga dice, please. Okay. Roll that one more die. No match. Any ones? Hmm? Uh, no Any... ones, though, but oh, just okay, cool. two, three, four, and five. My dice hate me. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you point your, uh, you point your hummingbird at the, at the leg, and it courageously lands on your shoulder. <laughs> Why is... Oh, it's the yeah. memory of me imagining what a park looked like in a distant past. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Brontok is going to, uh, how far away is he uh, from the edge, uh, from the safe edge? Are, are uh, we in the middle of this thing or are we pretty No, close? you're, you're, you're about a hundred yards back towards where you came from and 200 yards forward to where you need to go. Okay. And you said there's something in the middle of this web that is attached to that leg? Uh, it's, body, I'm assuming? Yeah. It's a f- very effectively a giant spider. Okay, and last question. You said there were stalactites that were uh, part of this uh, cave system that yes. we see above. Yes, correct. Um, Brontark is uh, Brontark is going to uh, steady himself, try to find that balance on these very high tension cables of web, and he's going to pull back his arm and he's going to try to chuck his pickaxe. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, his axe. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as he can to try to hit one of those stalactites so it comes down on the spider. Cool. That is definitely a suffering roll as you are, you are hell or high water. This thing is getting up to those stalactites and you're going to most likely punish your shoulder by doing this. 
That's close. I got two ones and two fives and a two and a two and a five. So a two, a five. Ugh. I got two fives and two ones, but the ones aren't a majority. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Yeah. There is definitely a moment where you lose your footing in just the absolute yeet of, uh, of this uh, axe throwing and you stumble to one knee, but it does sail off into the, into the roof uh, or onto the ceiling and crack against one of the stalagmites that drops the, uh, that drops a massive piece of stone onto, uh, into the darkness barely visible ahead and there is the loud that shakes the entire web and i need everyone to roll me another remembrance roll as the sound comes back again uh no successes one success two successes four and a three uh, uh david does that make me lose my uh, axe? I mean, I threw it in the darkness. I'd understand if it's gone. Uh, yeah, we can say that. Does, do I get anything? Well, do I get a bonus or anything like that? I think you said something about like generally your you artifact. Can't, generally, you can't. Artifacts are meant to be able to withst- uh, are used to withstand um, afflictions, but none of you have actually gained afflictions yet. So, uh, so yeah, we can say you can get a no benefit. Yeah, really, yeah. As uh, as there is no mechanical benefit for you losing it, I'm comfortable with saying you managed to get it back. It, you threw it in such a way that it bounced off and landed somewhere near you after it struck cool. the stalactite. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, lost until it actually saves your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Great. It's uh, it's a boomerang effect. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm, I got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Angela can use her her cask to drink until her heart's content, but it's when she really needs that one solemn drink to give her strength is when the cask will unfortunately break. Mm-hmm. So great, great. All mm-hmm. right. So I rolled a two, two threes and six, six, six. Hmm. Oh, so remembrance is your fucking thing. I forgot. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, all right. So Vangor, nothing, correct? Nothing. Uh, Brontok. Uh, I got two successes. Uh, Murgod got, oodles of successes, and then Lelani. Had one success. One success. All right. So in a wild turn of events, hmm. um, Lelani, that was insane. Why would you do that? Why would you run? Who would even, where's Vangor? Um, as, Where is Vangor? Uh, I am Vangor Fangrim, son of Gil Fangrim and Martin Strand, and I shall take your head and add you to my saga. So it looks like I don't have to narrate what kind of situation Bangor's in because he's clearly in the middle of a blood feud. Uh, as he checks out, as he rushes off into the darkness. Now the good news is he rushes off kind of in the direction you need to go. Only he skews towards the massive monster that is obscured by the cloud of gloom. Roncor just lets out a very silent sigh. And, and you eye another chase. <laughs> you eye another stalactite above him. Like I could just make this real easy on all of us. <laughs> I can make it rain all day. <laughs> so yeah, I will give chase, trying to pull him away from uh, his his hallucinations. As Glenda once slayed a scran beast three hundred years ago, I shall slay you and sleep within your body and use you as a tent. 
All right. So what I'm seeing is Brontok is going off to rescue his compatriot. Uh, Murgod, your reaction? <sighs> it's a lot of that. <laughs> it's basically that. Uh, yeah, no. And then he's, he's going to just shake his head and, and follow after Brontok to try and grab Bangor and, and giving like Lenny a look, uh, a look like, don't go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. The, I'm not the problem here at the moment. Uh, <laughs> he's been the problem twice. I was the problem once. Yeah. I feel like I should get the benefit of the doubt here. What he's doing is irresponsible. What I did was reconnaissance. <laughs> no one else would know about the danger if I hadn't gone out. That's true. Uh, so, uh, Leni, I want to stay like where I am, and kind of like again, like do reconnaissance for real, like kind of hold down the fort here while uh, Van Gore goes and makes a fool of himself for absolutely no reason that I can understand. I shall have you as a mount. Okay, great. Ron is walking away. (laughs) All right, Uh, Van Gore, uh, I am going to need a downward roll from you, please. All right. As you rush off to glorious combat, and slowly you wake up from the dream. Uh, that is two matches. Okay, what are they? Uh, two fives and two fours. Okay, cool. You snap out of it momentarily to realize that you are definitely not facing your childhood bully in righteous combat which is exactly where your mind mind went to but mm. you could have taken him now the thing that you view instead is certainly not something that you think you can take and that is a massive black widow spider that is looking down at you as matilda of the 300 years ago once said run <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't talk about matilda <laughs> great 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 aunt matilda yeah, but she was the longest lived of us, so you know what, there's some honor there. Uh, I, I begin to sprint away. All right, so the three of you who have chased after Van Gore, I'm going to need a suffering roll from you as the massive creature shakes the webbing itself, trying to catch you in it like flies. No, so me and and this, this shake is like a wave that comes at you, not simply an issue of keeping your feet. Yep, so me as well. Uh, uh, everyone but Leleni, oh, okay. who who very wisely declared that they were going to stay behind and make sure the packs in the camp is safe. <laughs> two fives. All right, two fives. Great. Uh, awesome. Two twos and two fives. Ron talk is killing this. Yeah. I, I mean, we've been doing my best roles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Living your best um, dwarf self. Murgot? Uh, two fives, a four, and a three. So one success. Two fives, a four, and a three. And then Jesus, what'd you get? Two fives and two twos. Two fives and two twos. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jesus, I'm going to need you to roll two doom dice for me. And Dan, I'm going to need you to roll one. And, oh, boy. And am I just good? You're just good. You haven't asked for, you haven't asked for any saga dice yet. Oh. Uh, that four. I matched a four. I'm still got my I got a six and a one on the doom dice. Doesn't cancel out my wins. Okay, cool. Uh, then, yeah. Uh, you all managed to roll. Roll. You all managed to in a weird way, kind of like surf mm-hmm. on the spider's webbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see it approaching you. Now, it is not it is not your objective. It definitely is a concern. I will 
looking about your circumstance, you recognize this. You can all make a break for the edge, risking another commutative uh, collective remembrance role, hoping that none of you fall underneath the sway of the uh, small, what you now know since you've gotten a closer look, to be these small um, balls of crystal that jingle together and create this kind of uh, fugue state. Or one of you can stay behind and resist two rolls of remembrance in order to in order to let everyone else flee. You know what? I got this. Dan got this. Yeah. Uh, first of all, remembrance is my jam, and second off, yeah. Let me let me show you the kind of uh, the kind of strength that comes when you worship a real god. Yep. And I pat uh, Vangor pats uh, Murgot on his shoulders like, yeah, you show them. I'll see you later. And I start running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leleni's there like, uh, you know, she's got like a, a torch that she's holding up kind of like as a, a mm-hmm. lighthouse beacon. It's like, keep coming mm-hmm. this way. Don't get distracted by whatever's behind you. Yep. And Brontok definitely stops, lays a hand on Murgad's shoulder, gives it a squeeze and a thankful nod, locking his eyes for the first time with somebody. For just a half a second, and then he's taking off, following after Vanguard. And then Murgad, what he's going to do is he's going to take that uh, the smoking pipe uh, that he's had uh, since yep. the beginning that gives uh, the user a deep baritone voice for exactly one hour. He's going to take a deep puff, and then he's going to start singing one of the hymns to Throne the Diamond Heart, sort of like as his way of counteracting the the, the sound of the music, uh, the, the the crystals. Sounds yeah. great. So, uh, so. Here's, here's what's going to have to happen. Leleni, uh, Brontok, and Vangor, you do not have to roll Remembrance. You will not succumb to the spider song. Did I write that down? Yes. Uh, you will have to give me a, you will have to give me either a suffering or a passion roll, your choice, to traverse the web while whatever happens behind you occurs and uh, dislocates the, the ground that you are running on. Uh, with my, I only got surprisingly only uh, one match with my six roll for sufferings. I pushed through it. Okay. David, can you Holy give me the logline real fast again on the difference between passion and suffering? No problem. Uh, suffering is the physical attribute that has to do with all physical might and endurance, and also mental endurance. Uh, so it's not a question of whether or not a dwarf can lift a massive stone. It's how much punishment they will put their body through to do it. And then passion is the internal fire that allows you uh, to pursue the dedication of a, of a quest. Uh, and in this case, it is not so much the horrifying nature of what's behind you, but the dedication of, I will reach that end because right. this quest is more important than the guy smoking a pipe and singing Santeria. Yo, 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 yo. And I'm going to then go with passion and I have two successes. All right, beautiful. Uh, that that is that is my first roll. I put it up God on the camera. Damn, damn. Nice. Wow. nice. Four sixes and two twos. Yeah. Nice. Right, just let me. Uh, yeah. Brontok is absolutely making this. He got two successes. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. he's just pushing his body through. Dan, you can now celebrate that massive roll because yeah, so my roll does not compare. That's three successes, I guess. Or mm. Like, yeah, all right. Sixes, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like maybe like my having like triples, quadruples, and more should, should be something for second yeah. edition of this game. But anyway. Yeah, for second edition, not this edition. This is, <laughs> this is, this is one E. Um, <laughs> all right. Or, and my second roll, let's see. Might as well get all the rest of the rolls out of the way. 
Let's see. That's not bad either. That's two threes, two fours, a one, and a two. So two more successes. God damn. And All right. Five. Yeah, this is your, your top step. This is. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, Dan, the creature bears down on you. The last thing that any of you see as you just turn your head back, as you reach the precipice of the opposite end of the chasm, uh, you see that the light from your torches, or from specifically Lilini's torch, fails to illuminate that far back and... Murgod disappears into the gloom. You all reach the mound, the safety of the dirt and the stone ahead of you, out of breath and uh, tired, if not slightly unnerved by this, uh, this issue. And the last thing that you see in the shine of the glow of Lilani's light is the massive two red eyes of the Black Widow Spider slowly bearing down on Murgod. Murgod, you feel nothing as you feel wisps of cloud and smoke and fog hit you all around where you should have been consumed by this thing and its massive mandibles. But against your song and your knowledge of, the, of what can and cannot be in this world, you realize that this spider simply never was, and you are unharmed. Against the might of the only thing that's true from the Diamond Heart. Oh, and I would sing, but I don't sing. So, what's going on? <laughs> and I said, hey, <laughs> what's going from? Okay, anyways. Yep. Uh, this is all free. I'd like to remind And the music during services is pretty kick ass. I got to be 100%. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the, 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 the God is pretty dire, but man, that music. It's <laughs> awful. All right. And you come walking from the, the gloom. And ahead of you, who goes uh, ahead of you in the stone is another crevice. It is not nearly as small as the last one. And it is dwarf sized. It's uh, like a. Uh, a, a thin doorway. And who is going to investigate this small stone doorway? Uh, Brontok will. Uh, Brontok pulls out his map that he had earlier of the veins in this area, looks it over, and then he nods towards the hole, and he is slowly making his way towards that area. Yep. You, you notice that uh, on your map, though it is as crude as it is, this area was supposed to be a lot more interwoven uh, passageways, having some sort of pit in the center, but not nearly this large. And you go forward. All right, squeezing your way through, you see a massive, what should be impossible, but again, a massive hill reaching up towards the stone ceiling, but the stone ceiling itself becomes, uh, becomes a dome. Begging the question why there is a massive dirt and stone hill here, not, you know, notwithstanding. You see, well, darkness up, uh, up ahead of you. It is too tall and too high and too steep to be able to tell what is at the top but you are fairly certain that this is the object of your quest. Finally. Wait. 
We were a bit distracted by the giant spider, but we did not open the prize, the offering, did we? Brontok shakes his head no. Any objections? Brontok shakes his head no. Uh, anybody who wants to figure out objections, give me a remembrance roll. As this definitely has to do with things like ritual. And so, <laughs> am, am I rejoining the group by this point? Yes, you are. Okay. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a remembrance roll and see what I yeah. get. I'm all for it, so I'm not rolling anything. Yeah. Mistake or not, this is happening. Yeah, two sixes, two threes, and two twos. Again, three wow. sixes. Yeah, I, I stroll out of the darkness, mm -hmm. <laughs> finger raised up high, <laughs> ready to explain why that's a terrible idea. I got three successes. I got three sixes. Wow. All right. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Vangor? Uh, Lenny? Yeah, let me get one second. Nope. I'm set to do this. I'm not rolling in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good. I got a success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, the three of you, not Vangor, re uh, realize that the thing about rituals is they're one and done. Either they are done or they're not done. And whether or not you trust the nameless one is a completely separate matter. Because if this is a ritual, then breaking it open would make it impossible to produce to go forward with the ritual completely it would be like so, it would be like uh Lilini, it would be like opening night uh you know at a bar and somebody being like but what if i put an axe to this keg you'd be like then we wouldn't have anything to drink what the no. fuck are you talking about that would be yeah. bad yeah yep so shall i open it no oh what <laughs> <laughs> i no no i thought we were all for the opening of the cask no, I, I look for opening the cask. Uh, yeah, apparently my character has done a completely 180. Uh, <laughs> after that spider, he's done a complete 180 and he shakes his head no, like, no, no. We had almost, he points towards the spider at this, as if to say, we were about to break tradition and, they, and the gods sent a spider. <laughs> and then he points towards that thing and then shakes his head no. No, that's, it, it would be a curse. Okay, Vangor with that is going to roll his remembrance and see what happens. Oh boy. I got two successes. I Sango remembers that time you were a giant pussy. Cracks <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I uh, rolled two success a uh, success. So I guess I follow the group because it makes sense. Well, I mean, you do go through your inventory to make sure you don't have another exact stone thing. Mm, yeah, You're like ah, it's only got the one. <laughs> use, all right, <laughs> use all my money for these stupid health potions. All right, let's climb this hill. I think it's called from the books. Now, is this like a grassy hill or like... It's like a steep, dirt, loose earthen and shale stone hill. It's the kind of thing that you would climb if you're in some sort of old quarry. Mm. Now, as this is the... Uh, you, are, you are sure this is the last leg of your perilous journey. What is going to happen is... I'm going to require one of you to be the point person. And that point person is going to di dictate what stat is used as all of you try to traverse and ascend this hill and help each other along. And you can only use one stat. Mm -hmm. As the hill itself and the reasons you are doing this, this quest means something different for everyone. 
Well, why don't we all say what what this quest means for each of us, and then we can decide. For me, it's enduring another day of this ridiculous dictates of this ridiculous religion until I can find a way to crush it as it should be. So basically, suffering for me. <laughs> um, and David, what's downward again? Like, what what is that stat? Uh, downward is your character's acceptance with this pull that dwarves have to ever go further okay. into the earth. And it also is what allows you to navigate uh, treacherous areas and also withstand the fear that comes from yeah. these trials. That's what I thought. Uh, Braun talks, the reason, this, the reason we have to go up is the same reason we have to go down. The, it, this is the direction that the dwarf society has chosen. It's re re disregard the fact that we don't trust the nameless one. This is what our culture tells us to do. And just like that poll that tells us to build down, we have to go forward. There's no looking back. So that's why we have to go up this hill. He is, it, it is an inescapable path. There's only one path to go forward. So downward. <laughs> For Lilleni, it is the, the chance to be like the heroes of old. We were all called upon this journey to fulfill a destiny that has been unseen for generations. And this is our chance to make our mark in a way that many people have forgotten about. So Lilleni is advocating for passion. <laughs> yeah. I just want to shove this in the nameless one's face. <laughs> uh, oh, also, also, you know, uh, the oral culture of uh, our character's storytelling. Suck it, nameless one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what that would qualify as. It's maybe passion. Uh, It'd be passion. I mean, yeah, because yeah. that's a righteous fire for, the, you know, for their cause, uh, the crafts mm -hmm. their cause. So, yeah, his cause is suck it, nameless one. And, um, yeah, so he's, he would be also advocating for passion. So we got two for passion, one for suffering, and one for downward. Well, it sounds like passion wins yep, because yeah. two people want passion, mm -hmm. but who's going to be rolling it? Who has the highest stat? That'd be me. I'm assuming mm -hmm. you. I've got a five, but... Yep. Yeah, so we're all looking up, staring at this massive hill. Some of us even try to climb it, but it just it's so loose, and we all seem like we're dejected, that we don't know how to continue. Lilina? Lilena? Lilenny. Lilenny, go. It's your Inspire us. Mm -hmm. Well, Lenny takes a, a stab at climbing. She falls back. She does it again. She falls back. She does it a third time. She makes it like two steps farther before she falls back in line with all of you. And she looks at this assembled ragtag group of dwarves and she begins to sing. And it's not a drinking song. It's something much older than that. It is almost the the words are are strange. You can you can vaguely recognize them uh, as as our language, but it's the equivalent of you know, singing something from from the Middle Ages, you know, singing a, a song that Chaucer would have known, where uh, you're catching fleeting bits of it of what the, the words mean, but the words aren't what's important. It's the the feeling that it evokes and it is a, a feeling that calls down to the very essence of what it means to be a dwarf and what it means to be a hero 
and that is it, it has the driving beat it has a call and response aspect to it so uh Loletti sings a little bit and then she's going to sing and she's going to pause and wait for somebody to give the response and van Gogh responds with a battle hymn from an ancient war from an ancient battle and seamlessly, it becomes like around at that point as Leleni keeps singing hers and then Van Gogh comes in with his and then Leleni looks at Murgad. Yeah, and Murgad still, still has that Barry White voice from, uh, <laughs> from his pipe. So yeah, he chimes in with yet another hymn, one of the apparently interminable number of hymns to uh, Throm that he knows. Mm-hmm. And then she turns to uh, Brontok. Brontok uses his uh, massive pickaxe to, to start banging a beat on his uh, breastplate, which it mostly just looks like a like a, an iron plate that he uh, has tied there with leather, but it clangs loudly. It sounds almost like a hammer go- hitting uh, the iron forge over and over again. And after a while, it just kind of all blends together. And the dwarves' ability for construction does not simply limit itself to mechanics as uh, the realization that the simple time signature and the notation and the harmony of all of these songs do in fact work together like cogs in a machine. Leleni, I need you to roll me a passion. We'll happily do so. All right, that is... Two successes. Okay. What were what were the numbers? Wait, no, I'm sorry. It was just one success, but it was three of a kind with twos. Okay. So I had three twos, I had a three, and then I had two ones, but it's less than half of six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna need you to give me two doom dice, please. Uh-oh. Roll roll two doom dice. Let me just make note of what I had. And that squares everybody away with doom dice. Nice. Doesn't affect my twos. Nice. Okay, great. Uh, your voice falters for the fleeting in- for a fleeting instance as you hear something you think move up on the hill itself, jump from one rock to the other, but it could have been anything. And you finish your song. All of you are rejuvenated with this zeal to finish your quest, regardless of whether or not you politically or philosophically believe in the nameless one. You do believe in why your people sent you there and that you are their champions and you will succeed where others may have failed. Leleni, because of your role, you succeed at getting about 50 feet up this hill. We're gonna have four rolls of passion. So this is the first 50 feet as you drag people while singing up the hill. I'm going to need three more rolls of passion from everyone. Oh boy. So all of us are doing these rolls or is it one? All of us, all, okay. all of us, all of, all of you. I'm not one of you. I'm mm-hmm. not, oh God. Yeah. Does Lenny have to sit, roll again or was that her, her uh, first roll no, count as a? I, I, instead of four rolls, which is what I have here, it's only going to be the three rolls because they did so well. Oh, okay. And also, I like the song. I like I like a nice little round robin, little okay. uh, yeah, Billy Joel. I like it. Okay. Not very good. Okay. Oh, okay. So I have three dice, and that two of them were sixes. So oh, this is going to be a roll. So I have to roll three three of these. Mm-hmm. Each. Yes. 
Okay. No, just three periods. So this is the first round of rolling. Okay, first right, round, so I got one success. One success. Okay. All right, second round. Oh. I've got oh, oh, a six. Wait, wait, what did Dan, what's the problem? I got a, a three, a two, and then three ones. Oh, uh, no. Oh. First affliction of the game. Oh, finally. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dan, your passion. Uh, you are you are uh, zealous, you are you are sure of yourself and you are absolutely uh where is everyone in the line well first is lenny i'll be second i'll be third okay. all right bring it up the rear good news uh that's a factor um your you can't tell uh Mergod what falters first your grasp on your compatriot's arm or your faith in the system that allowed your gods to, to take a back seat, play second fiddle to the nameless one. And it is that brief fleeting moment where the idea of what you are doing seems more mechanical than romantic. It seems more political than it does religious and your passion itself takes a uh it uh takes a affliction and that affliction is going to be a permanent doom die for the rest of the game until you sacrifice by utilizing one of your equipment one of your artifacts gotcha uh quick question so if mm-hmm. that's a doom die to all rolls or just passion? Just passion. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Did everyone else succeed? Uh, well, I succeeded on the um, second one. Let me do the third one real quick. Uh, let me well, the second let's, one. let's, everybody, let's get through the second one first. Let's not raise, okay. a, raise, raise a head. No problem. Okay. I would like to use two uh, dice, uh, mm-hmm. two saga dice. Saga dice. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're off to second battle. I got two fours. Okay. Great. I succeeded. I had two successes on the second roll. Beautiful. All right. I had zero successes with a one, a three, a four, five, and a six. And then I rolled my doom dice and I got a three and a three, but that's because they canceled each other out. So zero success. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, so, so if you remove the three, what are the, re- the remaining dice? A four, five, and a six, and a one. Okay. Cool. You want to get saga dice or are you just going to? Uh, Nah, I'm out. some saga dice? Hey, man, you want some saga dice? I got saga dice. Save it all, all right. for the last roll. So yeah. that is a rousing success for everyone, I believe. And the third and final roll is you near the precipice yeah. of... I'm no, sorry. Not, a, not a success for me. I failed. Oh, you failed. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Murgod uh, slips of his grasp and falls behind. Now... One of you can go back and try to get him for another passion roll, but it cannot be Lilenny because she is in the lead. I'll do it. She is literally the anchor that is bringing everyone up. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. She can, and it would be a wild heel turn uh, <laughs> move, but, uh, but yeah, that would... Uh, yeah. Since he's right behind me, I'm, Vangor is going to be the one to try to grab him. Give me one more passion roll. It doesn't, doesn't count for my third passion roll. This is just it does not. Okay. It does not. Oh, that's a match. Two Beautiful. twos. 
as I, gr- I grasp him. Cool. Oof. All right. You grab him and, uh, and you proceed upward. One more roll for passion from everyone, please. Two fours is no successes for me. Another two successes here. Hmm. I'll take three passions. Passion saga dice, please. Okay, uh, let's 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 do this. So three saga dice for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Billy, I need you to roll two doom dice. That will square you away from my ledger. I I did not roll well again. Oh, I, I, I rolled a five, a six, and then three ones. Jeez. And then I and then I rolled the doom dice, which gave me a five, taking my five away. Oh, Jesus! I got a, a six and three ones. Another passion affliction. Um. Yes. That's yeah. Or what can, that or, can or, or can I can I at this point still take saga dice? You can absolutely still take saga dice. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take some. I mean, yes, so I would yes. need I would need at least three saga dice to balance out those those one. Well. No, mm-hmm. we need at least two that saga dice to balance out the ones. Correct. No, three. Three. So the no. As long as it's half. Dice. Yeah. Yeah, four dice. I would need to take four dice because I've got three ones. Yes. So the, yeah. So yeah, let's you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take okay, so it's four. So it's go. all let's, happening let's now, baby. Let's take these four saga dice and see what happens. All right, so I I got two matches with the saga dice, so I'm good. Okay. All right. And with my Doom dice you sent me, uh, I got a two and a two. So those cancel out, I guess, each other. And I still got my fours. I, I just barely succeeded. And so the remaining so the remaining dice, Billy, are not half ones? No, no, no. They're four, four, six. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. You did it. Oh, so um, the dice were a two, a three, a four, and a six. Six and the six match. So I get a match. And now the ones are less than half. So I don't get an affliction. Beautiful. But also, but also you now have like 28 doom dice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And you all stand. Well, just so Vangor, you succeeded as well. Everyone I succeeded, succeeded yeah. after uh, some negotiation with the fates. Mm. Uh, Dan, you, you reach deep inside yourself and you still find a, a, a spark of faith that allows you to push through and you twist your knee, pushing up against a rock and through the uh, tumbling, tumbling dirt. Leleni, you are heaving what feels like the world behind you, uh, as you as you wrench this dwarven chain uh, to to the absolute precipice. Uh, Brontok, the fear of failure is only slightly greater than the fear of tumbling down this this uh, terrible incline because you are fairly sure you have read and heard stories about what creatures might be circling circling the very bottom eager for a uh, either eager for a snack and Vangor it will be a cold day in whatever God's hell you believe in when you return a failure and you all reach the absolute top of the precipice. And there amongst uh, the rocks and the strewn bits of uh, dirt and shale, you see an altar, an exquisitely carved dwarven stone altar, perfectly in the center of the top of this this hill with lines, ley line-like stretching out to the absolute edges. It is old, but it is there and so are you. 
So do we just, did he give us instructions on the ritual? Just did they say, just say, place it there. Said it requires blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Here is the thing you are not allowed to open until you are there. Brontok uh, immediately walks towards the altar and just settles down on top of it. And then he looks over towards Van Gore, who is holding whatever it is he's holding, and then just raises the brow saying, as if to say, we're here. I open it. Uh, It is what looks like, no, not what looks like. It is a uh, stone... Uh, it looks like a stone sarcophagus for a baby. Like the 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 front has the uh, has the features of a baby, and it has that concave shape. Uh, looks like a salt and pepper shaker, and the rest is this smooth stone with runes written all across it. Runes too old to recognize without a remembrance roll. I. Guess I try a remembrance roll with my three. I'm sure it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. Yes. Uh, no, I got a success. Oh well, Once... roll three doom dice with that. <laughs> Mother. F- <laughs> All right, no, it's still, you know, it's just three doom dice. I mean, what are the chances, right? So and that's when his internet cuts out. <laughs> no, I still got the two success. I got a success, two sixes. I'm good. Nice. No three ones. All right. No, no one. Just one one, but that's a doom dice one. That cool. yeah, only got one one technically. I'm good. All right. Um, let me make sure that I have this note correctly. Oh yeah, that's it. You read the you read the the runes, uh, Vangor, and your uh, dwarven runic is rusty. Um. Uh, but it says four for the price of a city. Vangor, you see Vangor just literally freeze. Well, not literally, but just f- seem to freeze. Four for the price of a city. Yeah, it seems ominous. <laughs> <laughs> He says in the middle of a darkness nightmare. And you, and you said the thing is that was just a cigar, what looks like a sarcophagus for a baby. Open it up. I open it. All right. And there is a stench and a green miasma, a gas covers all of you as you begin to choke on the acrid stench. Uh, the smell that erupts from uh, the baby, uh, the baby sarcophagus inside shriveled and long since deceased is what you see as a child that is afflicted with the famine that nearly destroyed your city centuries ago. And you can feel your stomachs turning and your guts starting to boil as you breathe in this, uh, this, 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 uh, this substance. Now, when I rolled for our fate, that is a roll that only the trial master rolls. I rolled and it came up with our fate 
is to enact bloody vengeance on those who sent us here. And looking at the looking at the layout for right now, Dan has as many afflictions, most of all of the afflictions right now, he has the most afflictions, but he also has the most doom dice, which yeah. means that Dan, this fate befalls upon you. Oh, fuck yeah. As you realize that your placement here is not a simple matter of fate, but it in fact was a political move to eliminate one of the last, last, priests of Throm, the Diamond Heart. And you realize that you've been betrayed. Uh, Jesus, you are close with second uh, for Doom. Dice, no, wait, no, I got rid of it. I squared you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm, accept- I'm, I'm all down for more Doom if you want to give me more Doom. I'm all set. Give me the nope. Doom if you want. No problem. So, right now, Dan, you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you have a you have a very good angle for righteous vengeance. Oh yeah. That your city is turned away from you and you should have had support if not from your god from the other people of widows solemn. But you did not. Bron talk. You're not sure if this is where you should die or if this is the blood that is necessary. But you always wondered if you would die in the tunnels itself. Leleni, you come from a proud line and you are not sure that this entirely, first of all, this is not blood. You're not a magician, but you do know basic dwarven. And that is, if something calls for blood, starving someone to death on a hill does not necessarily invoke the idea of bloodletting. And Vangor, uh, this is definitely a. This is counterintuitive to what you are told, and you do not know whether to believe that this requires this altar requires blood at all, or if this is an assassination at a very distant point. Broad talk. Slowly steps forward and places a hand on the sarcophagus. His lungs are burning from this putrid smell that is boiling his insides. But as, and then tell me if this is okay, David. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. As Von, uh, Vanguard is holding this sarcophagus, Brontok turns it around and it shows a ancient family crest, probably of whoever this orphan this this dwarven child long ago belonged to and it's not a crest not a family that you would recognize you recognize that it is definitely a family crest but it's not an existing one or so you think because vanguard the moment you look towards brontok he opens up his shirt and shows that branded on his chest is that same crest this is his legacy his family's legacy to always die whenever they're needed. And with that, Brontok is going to raise his axe and attack. Oh, he'll, he needs a little blood no matter what. So he's going to attack Lily, uh, uh, Lilini first. Wow. All right. Okay. So, 
Okay. That's going to be that's going to be a suffering roll. Needs a little blood. So, so what is the reaction of Brontok raising his axe here at the precipice of this hill when you realize that uh, you have all been poisoned and this thing might have nothing to do with with the altar? I am going to jump at Brontok and jump off the hill. And I'm going to yell, oh, I'm first I don't know if I succeed or not. I'm just going to try. Uh, let me let me find out. So Brontak is going to be rolling suffering. Vangor is going to be rolling uh, suffering. Murgod, what with if, with the freeze frame of the axe high into the uh, air as Brontak is about to strike at Leleni, what do you do? Um, Murga doesn't give a damn about. <laughs> yeah, yeah Murga doesn't give a damn about the rest of the party at this point. He knows what's up. And he's making his way back to town. So he's already mm-hmm. he like as the axe is turning is coming up, he's already scrambling down the hill. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's going to be passion got you up. Passion will get you down as yeah. uh, the resonance of the stone itself mm-hmm. knows what strength you require in order to get there. And Lilenny, this is escalated quickly. I would like <laughs> to not get axed. Mm. So I would like to move out of the way. Bold move, bold move. <laughs> it just means we have a difference of opinion here between talk on the money. Yeah. All right, uh, that is going to be a suffering role. So suffering, 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 passion. and then Dan, uh, passion. Yes, they're doing so great at those. Yes, yeah, like good luck getting down that mountain. All right, so what were the results? Bangor got three fours. And three that's fours. It. That's about it. Leleni, try not to get hacked to death. I'm sorry, uh, Vangor, trying to sack uh, Brontok. Mm-hmm. Brontok, how many uh, successes got, did you uh, get? Two threes and two sixes. Two threes, two sixes. And a okay. one. And Leleni, and a one. Leleni. No successes. Try not to get hacked. No successes. Yeah. So Brontok and Vangor both succeeded. So I'm going to need one roll off from the two of you, both suffering to see who succeeds on there. Cause you both succeeded with successes. Um, both of you square. Oh, and Dan, what did you get? Sorry, uh, I got, yeah, I got uh, a two, a five, a three and two fours. And then I rolled my doom dice and that three went away. So I still have two fours. Cool. I need you to roll four doom dice for me. Yeah, please. I knew that was coming. Yep. I knew that was coming. All right, let me roll some Doom Dice and see what goes away. Get uh, some no Doom enemies, Dice. No oh, no, no. So those, uh, okay, so that four makes a four go away, so no successes. Uh, and uh, no, yeah, only one one out of all those dice. Cool. Great. All right, that squares you out on my, on my ledger. David, all right. David, yeah. quick question. For this roll-off, um, is the person with the most matches the one who wins? Um... I would say probably the most matches win. We might most well. matches win, but yeah, if, it's, well. if it is like just we both got a match, it's the highest card. Fine. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna, I, want all, I want all since, six Saga dice, please. Since, uh, since I specifically put in the game, the character death does not happen until the final scene. Mm-hmm. I also say how you want to run character death is entirely up to you okay. and most players. So, all right. Okay, just give me one second. I want to write something down. Two fives. 
One, Dear Angela, I'm four, sorry I killed your character. Please still be six, my friend. One, two. Technically, Billy killed the character. Well, let's see if Billy succeeded. One. I mean, it's possible All that right, Vangor ganks him first. It's actually my mistake. I keep thinking that Jesus is a one snapping and killing people because of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, David. Yeah. I'm going to take all my six of my saga dice. I saw that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what happens. Okay. So, that is. Uh, wow. And all those rolls only got one one. I am very happy with that. Okay. Right. So, I've got two five, two, uh, two sets of fives, one set of sixes, and. Uh, three threes. So that's how many? How many doubles entirely? Oh, how three, many doubles entirely? Doubles. Uh, three doubles. Okay, so three successes. All right, Brontok. Uh, I got two successes. Okay. Would you like to take some saga dice? You know what? I would. I would. <laughs> Go right ahead. Uh, let's number do three. Actually, no. It would be four doubles because it's two. Sets of fives, one set of six, and at least one set of three. So four doubles. Okay. Yep. All right. With, okay. So four successes. Okay. So with that in mind, then I would like and six, Billy. Uh, saga dice because. Okay. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Time to wreck house. Got it. I got uh, uh, another uh, two sixes, uh, two fours, and two threes. So five. Wow. Fuck. Angela, would you like to take any saga dice for your dodge roll? <laughs> that would be, you would, yeah, you would mathematically yeah, can't do be it. incapable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't, I maybe on some outside chance uh, with higher mm-hmm. math than I'm capable of doing ever. I was going to say right oh, now. I'm but no, sorry. Ever. No, I'm sorry. I messed up. I, I only have four as well. I just realized I, that that was a wrong. <laughs> I read something wrong. Nope. Only got four successes. So it's four and four. So I got two, right. two fives. Sorry, sorry. Uh, two sets of fives, mm-hmm. uh, a set of six, and a set I of I got... Three. Yeah, so it'd be four. All right, so I got, mm-hmm. uh, I got two sixes. And mm-hmm. Billy takes it. Yeah. Wait, there two sets of six? I two got sets a six of and a six. I got, so I got, I'm sorry, one set of six. So I also got okay. one set of six. I got... Oh. I've got so oh, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Um, Billy, you do draw blood. But it is not, uh, it is not Lelenny's. It is in fact Vangor who is diving in front uh, to Vangor. You succeeded. You stopped Lelenny from being murdered, and you tackle Brontag. You were trying to tackle yes. him, if I recall yes. correctly. And you both spill out over into the darkness, but not before Brontag's axe bites into your shoulder. Just Curacao style spray of blood over everyone as you disappear. And not only do you disappear visually, but there seems to be some sort of muffling quality to the darkness as you are immediately snuffed out as, huh! and then there is nothing. Rontok, does and your is... axe actually stop in Vangor? Because I seem to recall that your axe had a special thing. Mm-hmm. It does, but he did not let I mean, okay. I mean, our, my thing was I was bit, drawing yeah. blood, so my mind was thinking I need to hit in, in order to get blood. So I wasn't targeting just mm-hmm. Lelini. That's how I'm describing it. I was targeting I want blood, and so it's like, fine, I'll get you blood. Oh. I can get you blood, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 All 
All right. And uh, so they disappear with a spray of blood. Leleni, you are covered ah. in uh, the claret of your friend Vangor, or your at least compatriot for the last hour. I mean, I saved your life. I'm just putting that out there. If that's not a friend and status thing. Only in time to turn and look for Murgad, who has calmly walked out into the darkness paused at the precipice of the hill, taken one giant step forward, raised out his hands, and then slowly pitched forward and then disappeared into the darkness. Murgod. Yeah. It is a hill, but instead of shale, it is broken glass. And instead of dirt, it is mud. And instead of the smell of a cold cavern, it is the acrid taste of copper and blood. As you roll unceremoniously, cut to ribbons by a hill of bone and glass and blood. And you land at the bottom. Leleni, left alone on the top of the hill, you see that's part of the spray of the blood had actually met and reached the, the altar itself. And it slowly pulls just small droplets of it, not even enough to fill a teaspoon, pulls at the very center and then is drank up by the stone itself. And then into those crevices that, uh, that extend in, various geometric shapes outwards, a very familiar green luminescent substance that gives no scent when burns, but burns brightly and fuels your entire city starts to seep out and down over the rocks of the hill itself. And it is with that that we are going to go to final closing scenes. Now, whether your character survived or not is up to you, but Murgod, you particularly have to fulfill the fate of you will return to seek bloody vengeance on the people who sent you there. Uh, oh, Van Gorg, can I, uh, can I take a stab at our, our final scene? Sure, go ahead. I'm a all stab. For it. I love your style. <laughs> yep. yep, go ahead. I'm all for it. And this is regardless of what happened regardless of whatever happens uh, in everybody else's following scene. But no one ever sees Van Gore or Braun talk again. No one ever hears of one surviving and the other ones or finding the other one's body. No one uh, hears of their names uttered again, but every so often for those dwarves that are digging deep enough, they hear in the distance, but can never find the source, a battle between two angry dwarves, one screaming about tradition and one screaming about a god that will have its bloody vengeance. And the only thing that ever can follow until they find their doom is the sound of battle axes meeting battle axes and blood hitting the stone around them. Dope. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. An occasional fucking. I mean, 
<laughs> well, we get bored I mean, yeah, with all the fighting. I mean, there's, I mean, angry fucking yeah. is just. That's. I think that's the only way dwarves procreate. <laughs> anyway, so on the uh, that that hilltop next to the uh, the altar, the the lichen uh, spreads, and uh, uh, Leleni state takes a, a step back, one, two, three steps, and she trips. And slowly, uh, the lichen crawls over her, and uh, the 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 camera, you know, like pans away. And then when it comes back, the entire hilltop is covered in this glowing green. It's uh, considering the oppressive darkness that has been everywhere. It is almost a sign of hope. Uh, to have, I mean, it has disturbing origins, but this is literally bringing light into the darkness. And it is not just a uh, an altar that is covered in it, but it is also the form of a dwarven woman. Nice, nice. I like it. Uh, meanwhile, days later, uh, back at the city, where uh, surely the leading clergy of a certain heretical sect, as far as I'm concerned, uh, are, are celebrating getting rid of the, a few uh, malcontents. Um, out near the, uh, the gates of the town, a couple of the guards, now clad with uh, symbols of the nameless one as part of their, uh, their sort of robes of office, um, guarding the, the gates into the, the current city. Uh, and from the darkness, they hear a shuffling and a crawling, and then a bloody hand <clears throat> falls on the ground, just just into the the, the circle of torchlight, and uh, and into the light, a bloody battered dwarf, uh, cuts all over his skin, uh, his face mangled, uh, you know, eyes are gone. Uh, his, his a couple of fingers. Uh, he's he's in rough shape. Uh, blood bubbles on his lips. If he sort of reaches out and they go, what the hell did they step forward? And as they reach down to help him, he suddenly like looks up, grabs one of them, and uh, and looks up at him with sightless eyes and just goes, Throng says hello. <laughs> <coughs> As that infection, that 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 <laughs> plague, that famine touches the guard, <laughs> he doesn't feel anything now. Well, he'll feel something tonight when he comes back home and sees his family, and his family will feel something a few days later after they've been around in town and have spread uh, have spread the gift of Thrum uh, throughout the town. <laughs> and wow! Not, he dies a bloody smile on his face. <laughs> Wow, the gift of throne of throne. I love that. I nice. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the first ever yeah. quasi playtest, but really very official and in canon, keeping all of it. But that doesn't matter because every story is different. Of we did we build down. Thank Woo. you very much, Joel. You did an amazing job. Fantastic, um, man. That was great just making all of you play dwarves and just that really is what i live for uh making you all play a fantasy race that was great uh i really uh i enjoyed it um uh yeah thoughts 
I had a great time. It was fun. It's just, it, it's fun to know. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Warhammer with the idea of like you go into this with the idea that this is going to be bleak. Mm. And so you work to make it bleak. Oh, yeah. And it, we, def, we definitely did. It just got. We got bleak, yeah. Yeah, we got bleak. I mean, at first, also, got bleak. No, go, go on, Angel. Yeah, it also, uh, it reminds me of something like 10 Candles where the, uh, the you know what is going to happen. Uh, and it's about making it heroic. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is not about like, oh yeah, yeah, rocks fall, everyone dies. It's like, well, yes, but there there is a story in how you get there. Mm -hmm. So I really like that aspect, and I think it came through really, really well, David. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think if if you're going to go for a version two, the only thing I would add is making it um, making us lose a little bit more dice. Uh, as we go on, I know that's with the affliction, mm -hmm. um, but making that a little bit more, um, mm -hmm. and I'm sure we would have gotten to there because this was a shorter mm -hmm. game. But I, 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 I think that would have made it so more people would have died and uh, quickly. Yeah. yeah, other than like maybe increasing the chance of afflictions, it was it was perfect. I loved it. I mean, as, as somebody yeah. who suffered the effects of real bad rolls near the end, like, it, the system feels like it's very generous, but I don't know how much of that was just us having lucky rolls, because mm -hmm. by the end there, it was just... I, and I was rolling, like, five and six dice. I was rolling my big dice pools, mm -hmm. and just getting zero successes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I guess what the the big thing for me was, like, I was just lucky that I was just making sure everything I rolled was my five and my six mm -hmm. dice. Like, when you did the passion at the end, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Right, that's when I actually had to pull through and get some luck in it. Yeah, but even then, I, I was rolling passion. I was rolling five dice, and those were my worst rolls of the game. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. The mechanics need some reworking. Uh, the mechanics... Not much, yeah, yeah, not much. I mean, honestly, it, it just needs a little bit something that makes it a little bit easier for us to fail on... I mean, I wouldn't even say early on, but just later on. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely not early on. The, the idea that it should ramp up did cross my mind, but... Excuse me. It did cross my mind, but my biggest concern was I wanted to... And this is something that listeners and you probably can tell from like the pattern of my storytelling. I always err on the side of the player because I don't want to make a system that's too punishingly hard so you can't get to the end of a story. Um, mm -hmm. And this is supposed to be played in two hours, which is effectively roughly what we did. Um, and I think that I did, I did play with the idea of, of difficulty uh, and we've had some ideas of difficulty both since we played this and also I had the idea of like, you know, like multiple groups of twos, kind of like old world of uh, darkness, kind of. Um, or right, new right. world of darkness, excuse me. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I definitely think 2.0 or maybe even 1.5, I don't know what you'd call it, um, would mix this. Listeners, if you've played the game, please let me know how it panned out. Um, some players, I think would be more eager to use the saga dice y'all were understandably hesitant but that's because you were doing all the right things and making all the right roles um the thing i'm most happy with though is that you're not supposed to fail too early on the closer you come to the climactic whatever of the story is the more desperate and that is kind of up to the storyteller which is why when i made that hill i made that hill about one stat that someone else chose 
And that played out exactly like I wanted it to, <laughs> uh, in the fact that it whittled people down and made people make decisions. Um, so, right. I mean, I had great players, of course. I'm going to stay like super invested. Um, and I think that I could have done better with um, the the mechanics itself, but the mechanics, yeah. So I mean, this is no. This was great. This, this is, was great. This like is I said, design. like you, this is yeah. just yeah. This is just basic. If you want to, it almost feels like an optional rule. Like if you want this to have more blood, like you know, bloody uh, deaths, you know, mm -hmm. you can ask for multiple. Uh, instead of one success, one pair, you have to have two. Like you could, these are just optional rules. Right now, what this feels like is this feels like a storytelling game where the primary goal is to tell a story, mm -hmm. uh, not to kill your characters immediately, not to win as a GM. The idea is very much like Tin Candles. Of, you're not really supposed to die early on. It's supposed to get you to the end where something horrific mm -hmm. happens and to explore that. Yeah, you, uh, and, and complete success. Mm -hmm. I uh, appreciate it. You guys, uh, you specifically, Billy brought up a really good point, which is um, like in a lot of instances, you're like my ax by description could answer this problem. And that is something that I need to balance because um, by the rules, the idea is that these artifacts and uh, are supposed to be things that you sacrifice, things that you br that break in front of you, that 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 basically rejuvenate. They, i.e., they get rid of afflictions. But I thought afflictions would be more prominent, which they aren't. Um, and at first, my entire list of artifacts were, in fact, none of them were weapons. And I thought that was a little disingenuous to not only fantasy but fucking dwarves. Like, like, so, like, like I think about like. I, I think about how many like you know knives I have in uh, my kitchen that are not for stabbing people, but that I treat religiously, <laughs> and, like get and I get them sharpened by goddamn like people who learned how to sharpen samurai swords. Like, yeah. So there are these things that could be weaponized and they should be artifacts. Um, so I try to. It could be as yeah. simple as you just ought to succeed, but you would sacrifice the weapon, or you can just make the roll. But if you want this to do your artifacts thing, you you know it it it's not oh, it is a one and done thing. So you can either use it to cure an affliction, yeah. or you could use it to. I had the completely... thought that it comes at the cost of a doom die. So if mm. you've got armor that's unbreakable except for X, you can be like, no, I don't have to do this roll. I'll I'll take a doom die. I. But at the same time, like, there's. Ugh, there's no incentive for you to do that because if you fail, it's better than taking a doom die. Anyways, um, so yeah, this is this is the work of somebody who loves a game like Shadowrun and Rifts uh, and constantly sweats uh, mechanics, but didn't didn't really sweat the mechanics too much. Uh, anyways, so this was good, yeah. I, and I think it's going to give us a lot. A, a lot of people are going to give us some feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, I think for some people, they don't, they're not going to need any change in mechanics. Some people will ask for verification on stuff. This is, this was fun. This is, this was a great notebook. Yes. And I think people will really enjoy playing Definitely. it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I think the thing I'm most proud of, I'm sorry, Andrew, you're going to say something. Oh, no, I was just, I was agreeing. I was agreeing. Right. Um, the thing I'm most proud of is the thing that I wanted the most out of this game, which is the climactic last moment where everyone gets to decide the fate of their dwarf and that someone is uh, assigned a, a fate that they have to, you know, like incorporate into their, their last story. 
Um, and in the game, I said, you know, people with the most afflictions or people with the most doom dice or just randomly, uh, you can win as the trial master, you can decide based on what the fate role is, how that should play out. But it's very much inspired by um, Betrayal on Haunted Hill, House on Haunted Hill. Betrayal on House on the Hill. Yeah. We we play that game a lot. I, I I would argue it's probably the thing I I really miss that game, y'all. <laughs> like holy shit, when we actually can actually see each other in physical space again, I, I want that game for like seven hours. Um, but but yeah, I, I was most inspired by that because I love the idea of a betrayer or somebody being the agent of uh, the outcome of a role. So, anyways. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm Dave. Uh, I used to run D&D and then people moved away um, <laughs> and D&D became awful. Uh, and so now I'm the author of We Build Down, the dwarf dark fantasy game of horror and, um, and, and, and digging, really. And so uh, thank you very much for uh, uh, my players. Uh, Jesus, Dan, Billy, and Angela, and we, I, I would love to run this again, and please leave your comments below. Thank you very much, and uh, never stop digging, and don't lose your passion. Good night. <laughs>、hey、everybody, this is Billy from Fandible Podcasting Network. Thank you so much for listening. We loved having you here. If you want to follow more of Fandible's Crazy hijinks, go to our Twitter or Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Fandible or at Facebook at Fandible. I know, we're creative like that. If you would like to do more and support us, please feel free to go to our Patreon and donate.、Uh, your donations help us go to cons, buy materials, and just keep our radio equipment working. Thank you so much, and remember the Ink Monster wants to eat you!